The Free Vision app is where you'll find a growing range of on-demand audio and video to help you look to God daily. Search Vision Christian Media in your app store. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Let's bring our attention for a few minutes back to the fact that the persecuted church is under greater pressure this year than it was last year. We know that the numbers of people who are under really high levels of persecution around the world is on the rise. More than 300 million people as many as 360 million people in dangerous places around the world who are under persecution because they have faith and are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. I wonder whether you've ever thought, though, if there are pastors and people who are leaders in churches who are being arrested and imprisoned, even executed, who cares for their families? Let's turn our attention to some of these things today and uh, and welcome back to 2020. Etienne McClintock, the Head of Communications at Voice of the Martyrs. Etienne, welcome back. Great. Thank you, Neil. Good to be with you again. Etienne, we don't often think of the families of those who are on the front line and have been arrested, been imprisoned, sometimes for endless years, mm. uh, even those who are martyred for their faith. And so when we talk about the name of your ministry organisation that you serve, Voice of the Martyrs, uh, there are families of those people and someone needs to care for them. Exactly, and that's what we do. That's part of our ministry objectives. We actually have five ministry funds and one of those is families of martyrs or families of prisoners. And what we do is when the father has been taken out through persecution or been thrown into prison or has been martyred, sometimes it's the both parents, mother and father, we will then look after the children. We will pay for their education and put them through schooling. We'll put them uh, in contact with some of our um, frontline operatives and they'll take care of them. If one of the parents have survived, we may have to put them into a safe house because quite often the risk is still just as real for the rest of the family. We might move them to a safe area and then we'll try and establish them in some sort of industry so they can be independent and look after themselves eventually. So that's a work that we do all the time. And we, in some countries, we actually have our safe houses basically right beside a mosque, for example, and it's from that mosque where the persecution may have originated. Those things are difficult to swallow, aren't they? Mm. Because you're right in the middle of some of these circumstances and the persecutors, well, may be just next door. When we talk about Voice of the Martyrs, and, you know, some people give very generously to support for the persecuted church. Others are just giving a little as they can. But when people do give to Voice of the Martyrs, I know you have uh, a number of different fields where you have focuses where that money goes. And one of those is for the families of martyrs. Uh, How does that funding uh, distribution work for you? Right. Well, you know, quite often people, when they support a particular charity or whatever it may be, they sometimes wonder how many cents on the dollar that I give uh, will actually end up benefiting and helping the people that I've want to aim and target to support. And in some instances, we know there's been places where they might only get 20 or 30 cents out of every dollar to support them because it's absorbed in admin fees and so on. So Voice of the Martyrs has five ministry funds, and the four that I'll mention now, for every dollar given, a dollar will be invested in that area. It will not stay in Australia. It will actually go overseas and support Christians there. So Bibles and literature, 
frontline ministry, families of martyrs, and then also VOM Medical to provide medical support for anybody that's been injured as a result of being a Christian and being persecuted. So there's only one fund left, which is the VOM Ministry Fund, and that's where I get my wages out of. But the first four I mentioned there, if a dollar is given, a dollar is used to support those people and benefit those people. Those priorities are pretty important because you've got a a long history and you've got a long support base. People perhaps who have been giving for many, many years. No doubt there's room for a few more friends, maybe a new generation of people who can support people who are in the persecuted church. Now, sometimes we think of persecution and we're thinking of mild persecution, I lost my job because of my faith or uh, lots of mild things. And some of those things can sound pretty severe for us here in Australia. But but when we talk about what's going on in an overseas context, some of the hot spots around the world, uh, you've even got uh, people imprisoned uh, who are sentenced to death and those who even are executed, oftentimes beheaded. Now, uh, those things are difficult to talk about, but the trauma that goes along with those issues has a major and wide-ranging effect on the families and the communities and the churches of those people who are under that level of persecution. Well, that's dead right. In some countries, obviously, it's the government that will persecute and they'll throw people in prison like we have in China where pastors have been prisoned for 10 years or even more. In other places, sometimes it's just the mob and the uh, the community itself that takes the law into their own hands. For example, we have a pastor in Uganda, Pastor Thomas Chikuma. Uh, he was serving an independent Pentecostal church there in the, in the village of Nagalwe, and he was invited by local Muslims to participate in an open-air religious debate in the large community of Palisa, and that was uh, just recently, not too long ago. And after giving his defense of Christianity, he was privileged to lead another 14 people to faith in Christ including six Muslims. Now, of course, when you bring a Muslim to Christ, quite often the family and the community would frown upon that and it will bring shame to the family. So quite often there could be death threats to them because they've now embarrassed and shamed the family. But as the meeting was concluding, angry Muslims began to shout Islamic slogans, compelling Pastor Thomas to quickly leave with his son. He was followed by Muslim protesters on two motorcycles, which then sped past them. And as the pastor and his son neared their home, They saw the motorcycle stopped at an intersection waiting for them. Suspicious of their intent, Pastor Thomas told his son to follow at a distance as he approached the men. The tone quickly turned violent and he was struck by one of the men. The boy fled through a field to his home and returned with his mother and some neighbors to search for his father. Now, Pastor Thomas was eventually found beheaded with his tongue cut out. And relatives and friends were so shocked by this violence, the father of 11 children He'd planted 50 churches throughout eastern Uganda. And this is one of many instances of persecution committed in Uganda by Muslim minorities. Now, I say minorities because the majority of people in Uganda are Christian. Over 85% of the people are Christian there. But there are parts, though, where Islam is very, within the particular communities, very strong. And, of course, then they will take action like that's happened here with Pastor Thomas. We'll often give honor to those who serve in particularly dangerous areas. And uh, there are people who have very little concern for their own safety. And they'll happily stand and they'll lead others to Christ, even though that creates a danger for them. The interesting thing here is that they decide to stay, but so do their wives and families. And when something happens, 
who looks after the family. And we might be compassionate about those families. And uh, I think listeners will be very impressed to know that in the Voice of the Martyrs uh, way that you structure the giving, that there is an element there that goes to uh, those oftentimes widows Mm. and children and is about their protection and their safety. Absolutely. If we don't do it, uh, you know, who will step in and, and take that responsibility to care for them, to get them to a safe place. Quite often they have to removed, be removed quite a distance away from the violence so they can start a new life, get the children the education that they need. Because if they stay where they are, not only are they at risk, but the children cannot continue their education. So Voice of the Martyrs Fund, as I mentioned, which is um, families of martyrs or families of prisoners, then steps in and takes responsibility for them, cares for them, and helps them set up in a, in a new life with a new industry so they can ultimately end up looking after themselves. Edian, some of those churches that support you actually say, this is where we would like to earmark the finances that our church is giving. And they're giving sacrificially, but they actually point to this particular uh, families of the martyrs and they desperately want those families to be, to be protected. Uh, so churches making that a priority. Absolutely, and it makes it easier for us. We have certain churches that donate on a monthly basis, so then we know exactly what the funds are going to be for the 12 months. We can then obviously action some projects with a clear understanding that this project will be funded, and we don't have to wait from month to month to know is there going to be enough funds this month to cover the cost of the projects we're working on, and maybe it's next, next month maybe less. When we can budget that way, and even individuals have given, you know, some of them only give $20 a month, but if you have a number of people doing that, very easy to budget and support these projects. Well, with persecution on the rise around the world, we might assume that it'll be a rise too for families that need support when there are pastors who are imprisoned, who are even tortured, who are even uh, put to death. Well, Etienne McClintock has been our guest. He's the head of communications at Voice of the Martyrs. For people who want to connect with Voice of the Martyrs, is there a partnership style program where you can give monthly or weekly with Voice of the Martyrs? Absolutely. If you go to vom.com.au and under any of those projects I mentioned, you'll see that there's a button which allows you to, to give on a monthly basis. So if you decide you want to give $20 or $100 or whatever it may be, you can just click that little button and we can take care of the rest. And then on a monthly basis, uh, that fee will come in and support the work of Voice of the Martyrs on behalf of persecuted Christians. vom.com.au. Voice of the Martyrs, vom.com.au. Eddie and McClintock, thanks so much for sharing your heart with us once again today on 2020. Thank you for the opportunity, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.